The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 207 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I'm with Justin Haley alongside my co-host, Brandon Long. And today, we are going to talk to you about emotional power. This is an awesome freaking podcast. I'm really excited to get you guys' feedback on this one. As always, Grower Die Podcast brought to you by Revive Summons, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. Emotional power. What, what, what emotions do you think you experience the most? Like throughout the day or the week or like what do you look forward to the most? Well, obviously everyone looks forward to being happy. Um... I think I have a huge amount of stress yeah. throughout the week. Yeah. That's definitely probably my most visited emotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, A little bit of anxiety, you know, <laughs> those probably up there. Um, but, you know, excitement and happiness yeah. is not far from it. Yeah. You know, yeah. With, with the life that, you know, we have and we've built and where it's headed, the yeah. trajectory where it's headed, it's hard not to be very positive. Yeah. Um, kind of the stress and the anxiety is self-inflicted, you know, we, we, we ask for it. We want pressure and expectation. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We we want that and we kind of ask for it. So, Mm -hmm. um, those kind of being top four, Mm -hmm. um, not very, not, not a very angry person Mm -mm. at all. Mm -mm. And so I I think when's the last time you felt anger? Oh dude, I would have to actually think about this. I I'm like, I'm truly thinking I'd probably something Thor did truthfully. Truthfully, Ooh, probably something mine. Thor did. I know mine. Oh, actually, no. It was a little bit ago when I walked outside and he peed on the side of the wood. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck what are you doing? doing? Yeah, yeah dude, like, like, why are you, why doing, are you that? doing that? You yeah. don't pee on anything ever anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you? I mean, that wasn't very angry, but like, yeah. truthfully, like, upset, dude, I can't even tell you. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Mine was. Um, <laughs> last week, <laughs> which is good that I don't have it more often than that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, on Sunday, I unfortunately had to fire an employee for one of our companies. Wow. You know, that person made me feel very angry Got last you. week. Mm-hmm. Um, and as as a leader, as someone who, um, you know, you're in a very similar position, there's like people who are, you know, following after the precedent that we set, mm-hmm. right? Um, so growing up, I, man, I had anger issues bad. Right. I was in such a miserable fucking home that like my life just not, like your life wasn't mm. great. My life wasn't great. It was like, I, and there was a huge <coughs> absence of like love in my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because you know, I've talked about it a little before. Like my, my sister was definitely like my mom's favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, you know, didn't get a ton from my dad. So you um, felt like you were only getting it from your mom when your sister wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, there was just a lot of anger, a lot of anxiety like within the house. Were you um, jealous of it? Yeah, but you know what's funny? Like I didn't really realize I was jealous of it until later on because I, like, I was so used to it. Mm. That like things were never equal. Right. Like she was always 
place before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, I didn't really notice it until I was getting a little bit older and I was, like, around some friends who, like, see more balance in their life. Um, but I had bad anger issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I, man, in, in high school and college, I'd, like, I'd punch holes through walls. Oh, I'd yeah. Like, I mean, dude, I have a fucking assault charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I had a petty assault charge for some dude who was, like, uh, making my girlfriend at the time feel extremely threatened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, like, I would never handle a situation like that now. But, like, I definitely, I had bad anger issues. Mm-hmm. Really, I actually I like just 22. remembered the last time I was angry. When? Um, it was, Shannon was at work. Yeah. And she came home mm-hmm. and explained to me that there was a co-worker of hers that was making her feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, one or two times. It mm-hmm. was, like, very, very obvious that this guy was using his leadership role uh, to his advantage. Well, I heard about this. Yeah, and I was very, very upset. I was, like, wanting to go to the restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Right away. Yeah. And, I mean, that wouldn't have done anything. No, only negatives come out of it. Exactly, but, like, I was very angry. Yeah. And I was like, we need need to be on the phone with management ASAP. Absolutely. HR, whatever it may be. Yep, yep, absolutely. I mean, Shannon's a beautiful, beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for her to get attention. She's so nice, too. Very normal. Which, like, yeah. That makes you more mad that she's so fucking nice. Yeah, it's not like she's like, gonna. Sometimes like, it's she, not that, she it's won't not, stick up for herself the way. It's not that she won't stand up for herself, but it's not in the way that she yeah, should. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, like I'm not gonna give this any attention, exactly. as opposed to saying like, hey, this is not this is not cool. This is not gonna fly with me. Like, don't do this anymore. Exactly. Or don't do that anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. But she's getting very close, I think, to like getting to that point of like owning her womanhood if mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. of like there's gonna be someone that gets fucking slapped in the face or something. I, I can't wait to oh, see dude, it oh <laughs> no, dude they're, they're gonna get punched yeah, I can't wait to see it and that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a tough punch bro yeah dude really yeah she th- she's gonna throw a fucking gonna little you mighty better, might you better, huh? be, you better be watching out dude. yeah yeah that's gonna be fun yeah when's the last time you felt extremely uncomfortable like extreme uncomfortable like what the fuck am I supposed to do here this one for you and I is more unique cause we don't get very uncomfortable man because I think of this in terms of a social setting. Yeah, that's the thing is that I just I always feel like you know no matter what I can connect with anybody with yeah. anything, so I don't always feel super uncomfortable. Um, sometimes if when I go out by if I go out by myself and I'm yeah. like waiting for you or I'm yeah. waiting for somebody, I might feel a little bit uneasy. Yeah. Oh, actually, at the Super Bowl yeah. when I was waiting for you at. Um, Rustic tap. At rustic tap. Yeah, at yeah. Rustic tap. I oh, kind of felt pop. It was there was so many people there. Yep. Everybody were there with like their their groups yep. and yep. whatever. Over and you and I like went up to that random yep. table yep. to kind of like ask them. There was nowhere to sit. Nowhere to sit. And we were just like, hey, can we join you guys? Yeah. It was clear that there was a couple there. Yeah. And they were enjoying themselves, and they had a couple extra seats, and we kind of like slowly walked up we over did. there, and we, we were did. like. We were like, hey, can we join you guys? We handled like, it well, though. We did, but like that You was, killed it. You yeah, killed it. Yeah. I was very uncomfortable asking and like yeah. saying those things because, you know, like it's very easy for someone to you feel make them feel uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. And that makes me feel uncomfortable that I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. That probably. That, that was a rather uncomfortable situation. Yeah, and then, but once we got to know them, or not know they them, but like, once we got to, like, hang out with them for five minutes, yeah. like, it was it was fine. We were and just chilling. Yeah, everyone was super cool. Yeah, but I think I get most uncomfortable when I know that I'm going to make somebody else feel 
you know, uncomfortable or sad or possibly hurt their feelings. Yeah. I, had a, I had a pretty rough uh, conversation, not rough, a, a pretty uh, stern conversation with, you know, a fam- family members over the last couple months yeah. and like getting those like un- those emotions out and yeah. kind of just like t- talking about my feelings. Yeah. You know, how I've been feeling. Yeah. Because um, they're not very positive. Yeah. That makes me really uncomfortable because yeah. I know that what I'm about to say is going to hurt, you know, someone I really care about. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about you talking about your feelings. It's not something you've been good at historically no. at all. Well, the positive things I'm very, I'm very yeah. okay with talking about, obviously, yeah. like anybody is, yeah. but like things that, you know, um, make me feel sad or not saddest things that make me feel pressure yeah. or, you know, whatever it may be like. I tend, I'm, I'm fucking ripping my cup right now. Yeah, like it I'm, makes I'm, you anxious. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. me anxious. Like thinking about yeah. those situations where, you know, I, I truly think like I like to take everybody else's feelings in and just yeah, kind of you do. like you know say for example you know Megan's going through something and she's yep. venting to me, yep. and I would just rather instead of her feel all of that pain, anger, confusion, stress, I would rather just like her unload it on me and me yep. just absorb and you it. it. I just absorb it like a sponge, yeah. and now all of a sudden like. I have all of these emotions and like I, and she's fine now, but like, okay, like, okay, it's good now. You had a great conversation, but I'm carrying all of these emotions and like all of her stress all of a sudden. And I'm just like, holy shit, I need to draw my boundary. Like I need to be, you know, this is where the line is. Like setting those boundaries is like really hard to do. Like, I don't want to hear about this. It doesn't bring me anything. Like this is not something that, not that like she can't talk to me, but like, this is something that you expressing to me is bringing me a ton of like negativity of negative a ton of negative and and like i don't need that i I don't i don't want that i don't need that not that you can't talk to me or whatever but yeah hey there's there's people for that or there's there's things that like i I can't do anything about this yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean Uh um so i think i think we've all done a good job of um like establishing boundaries within like um we're all, we can all talk to each other and like mm-hmm. we can all have very open communication. Yeah. But like we can all also be like, all right, this is bringing me negative energy. Yeah. And then like, all right, that's fine. There's and no hard feelings there's anymore. There's no hard feelings. It used to be, really cool to have. it used to be like, I was oh, scared yeah. to tell, you know, you know, I was scared yeah. to tell Megan no. Like yeah. I would hang out, um, you know, if I didn't feel like going downtown, I would still go just to like make yeah. Megan happy or yeah. make, you know, whatever situation better. You know, a lot of the times, um, sometimes I used to feel like I got invited because I, I kind of like offset things and I wasn't like, my presence wasn't really wanted, yeah. but at the same time, like you, people would want me there for my energy. Yeah. People would want me there for like, you know, just to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Like a buffer. About, yeah, exactly. I felt like that yeah. before. And then I'm sure. just like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to be around yep. that. I don't really yep. know if like I'm truly like wanted right here. Yeah. Or people are like, oh, I really want to hang out with Brandon. Yeah. Or is it like, oh, Brandon should come because it would make me feel a little bit more comfortable about who the people are around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, setting those boundaries and being like, no, I really don't want to go downtown today. Yep. Like, maybe we can hang out tomorrow. Yep, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's okay. perfectly fine. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. That is. Yeah, and being okay with saying that is something yeah. that I've, um, you know, come to be more comfortable with doing. Like, yeah. last night, for example, Yeah. Um, you know, you told me we're going to do the podcast at yep. 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Whatever time, yeah. I'd already been to Round Rock twice. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five minute drive twice already there and back. Fifty minutes. That's yeah. You know, that's a lot. almost two hours of driving already. Yeah. And I was supposed to come back for a third time, and I yeah. was like, okay, like, um, I'll come down there. And then I called you. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I've been down there twice today. Mm-hmm. Can't we do it in the morning? Because I would, it would benefit me mm-hmm. a lot if I could just get this stuff done that I have to do. Mm-hmm. 
and we could do it in the morning. Mm -hmm. That was huge. You know, for me, like that was like something I, you know, six, seven months ago wouldn't have done. Yeah. I would have just like handled it. I would have done it. But where you and I are at, you know, we feel more comfortable with our relationship and we've both set boundaries both ways, Yeah, you know, to be able to have those conversations and there are no hard feelings. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, actually, like it helped my day actually work out better as well too. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, the the, the power of yes and the power of no is absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. Right. So a few years ago, this is before, um, um, this is before, you know, we were friends a few years ago. I was having this problem of like putting myself out there, um, in terms of like, um, uncomfortable situations that like have the propensity to turn out fun, right? Like a group of friends I'm not super tight with would invite me out with people I don't know. And I wouldn't go. And it's funny because now like, Oh, that's something I would fucking, yeah, that's very are interesting. You kidding? Uh-huh. Like I would love, I, I, I love those opportunities yeah, and I exactly. crush them. Yeah. A few years ago, it wasn't a thing. And so the only New Year's resolution I ever made to myself was this year be a yes man. And it was my first year in, uh, it was the first full year in Austin. So I moved here in August. So I've been here about three and a half, four months. Mm-hmm. I moved here August 1st. Yeah. And this was January 1st. So four months, five months. And um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to say yes to these situations, right? That next year, which would have been 2018 or whatever, whatever the fuck next year was was the best year of my life. And I held that through all the way. But it changed. It, it, sure, it was a New Year's resolution, but it was more so like, um, it was myself just like, hey, like, dude, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Like, people like being around you. Yep. And you have a dope energy. And you have a lot that you bring to a friend group. And a big part of my thing was like, man, like, you know, all these all the friends that I was around downtown are uber successful. Yeah. And I was in the midst of my imposter syndrome across the board. Cause I, you know, started making some good. So you were feeling like you weren't worthy to like hang out with these yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we, we weren't the same and like, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm from, where you're from money isn't in an abundance. Money is, uh, uh, you know, stressor of a resource. Nobody has it. No one has it. Right. And like here, everyone has it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't live here and not have it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it it was like becoming more comfortable with that situation. Um, so I, I look back at, you know, that the power with the power of yes did for me. And then like, you know, the other night, Saturday night, I went to tipsy alchemist, which they know they're on, on rainy, like the most happening place. And, uh, Austin, you know, mm-hmm. right now, especially because it's about to shut down, the most happening place here. I, I was walking to get my car on a Saturday night and I was like, make yourself as uncomfortable as you possibly can. Cause I'm walking down there and everyone's popped. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I should go in somewhere. Cause I'm just by myself. Yep. Cause you know, we were hanging out at Megan's, you left a little bit ago. And so I'm going down and I'm like, holy shit, I'm going into tipsy. Yep. Like, uh, tipsy alchemist a craft cocktail place very very unbelievably nice upscale nice. very sure. upscale and everyone in there on saturday night no one's there by themselves nope i know for a fact 1000 percent certain i'm the only person that was there by myself you know a lot of right? the times like nobody goes out by themselves that's very yeah. rare yeah very and, rare and so i went up and i had this plan so the night before we had went in and like you had a friend there mm-hmm. and i had two friends there there's two twins that work there that like mm-hmm. run the thing right mm-hmm. but then you had a friend there and i was like and i met her so i was like all right i got three people i got the chance to know three people up here yep. so i'm gonna sit in front of one of them 
and you know the, we'll have conversation about somebody we're like yep. two of them i'm friends with and right. then like you know that girl i just met the last night and we have a mutual friend who yep. is you yep. so i walk up and i go in and there's no bar stools on oh, saturday night because no. it's too packed oh. it's too packed for bar stools wow so I finagle my way, like, you know, through, like, I see, I see my boys, like, I see the friend that, yeah. you know, you introduced me to the night before, and, like, her and I make eye contact, and we're like, you know, what the fuck's up, and then, like, we end up kicking it, mm -hmm. like, all night, but I was there solo, like, by myself on the Saturday night, I was uncomfortable. Dude, walking up those steps. Ooh, yeah. every step, yeah. I was like, dude, I would, Brandon, you know how I am, closer. too? I try to talk myself out of it so fucking hard. Yep. I give myself every oh, excuse. I can say, I can think about two excuses right now. Oh, I got a train in the morning. Yep, yep. Oh, this is going to be conducive for my sleep. Yep, exactly. The, oh, the, yeah. the, those two, I kept telling myself. Mm -hmm. that I kept telling myself. So... I went up there and dude, I kicked it there for about an hour and a half, like by myself. And then uh, I met up with some other friends after that. Um, but it was like, it was so dope. Mm -hmm. It was so uncomfortable. There's a lot of power. I didn't, in hey, that. I didn't say about this one dude either. So me and your friend were chatting mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like flirting a little bit. And this one dude who was there with a group, uh, like before me, he was like, you know when you can tell someone's like doing too much, you, you have to really learn how to like talk to an attractive woman behind a bar. Because mm -hmm. like she's getting hit on all the time. Don't fucking hit on her. I know it's her, right? it's her job to get. Hit it's on. her job to get hit the on. The more she gets hit on, the, the more money she, she makes. Yeah, exactly. This is real simple economics, yep. right? It's capitalism in its purest form. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So like I don't like, I just talk very calmly and just you know I'm chilling. It's a super chill vibe, and this guy's trying real hard, and I'm getting way more attention than mm -hmm. than he is. All of a sudden, Brandon, he's like, he's with like three dudes, right? And it's, it's these four. All of a sudden, he's up in my personal space. Really? And he's like, you know, kind of running into me like with his back and stuff mm. like that. He was like a little bit yacked up. Um, but like, dude, I mean, he was, he was short, mm. uh, like no offense, short. He's probably like, he was probably like five, seven, five, eight, like a buck 90, a buck 95. So like mm. he had you know, good size on him for mm. his yeah. stature, but like. I mean, he, he's like a little, he's a nice little shove away from being over the balcony. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, like, so yeah, dude, this guy was getting real pissed that, you know, she and I were, were communicating at a, at the clip he she wanted looked, to be She looked like she was having way more fun. Way more you. fun with me than and him. He started to get jealous. Yeah. And he was like, all right, what's this guy about? So like, he probably ran into me about five or six times. Yeah. Wow. Did you, did you guys exchange So names? the last time, last time I said, the only thing I said was... Your friend said, uh, wait, I can't remember if it was your friend or one of the guys that's my friend. So I can't remember who it was, but they were like, they like mouthed to me like, does he keep like running into you? Like, is yeah. he like in your, you know? And I was like, yeah, but it's just like, I looked over at him and I, dude, Brandon, he was so close when I looked over at him, I was almost talking in his ear. I was like, yeah, it's just little man syndrome. Like, just oh. like that, just like that. And all of a sudden, every problem was done. Everything was gone. They kinda, yeah, they kind of went their way oh. or they went outside somewhere. Wow. But this persisted for like 20 fucking minutes, dude. Wow. And, you know, again, like we just talked about, look, there's not a single thing you can do to get me to fight you. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, nothing reasonable. Mm -hmm. You walk up and stab my friend. I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. take the knife and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like, like, in nothing, this situation dude, right here. nothing. Yeah. Even I, if she was giving him all the attention, exactly. the world, like that's you would have never done anything no, like never. that. There, you, why would you do that? Never. What is that going to get never. you? But he was like super drunk and like, 
he got like one drink that he thought was going to be a little less feminine looking than it was. And he like threw the fruit on the bar. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like this, what? Like, yeah, this is the point of the, that. the point. That's of the, bar. the point of the fucking tipsy alchemist. Yeah, don't go. It's a, a beautiful drink. Yeah. And he probably slammed like three or four in the time it took me to slam like one or two. So like, you know what that is? What is he trying to gain is liquid confidence. Yeah. The liquid confidence. Yeah. hundred like, percent. You can have it, bud. His, <laughs> his, his, his confidence was draining as yeah. he saw you getting more attention. Yeah. Than he was, yep. um, and it was, it, but it was fascinating to watch, like in real time. Yep. Because you know when I went up there, it was like ten o'clock at night, and I was completely sober. Mm-hmm. Ten o'clock, rainy Saturday, on Saturday. Yeah. I'm the only sober person. You're in the only this one there that hasn't had any alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like that was a big moment for me of like pushing myself out there. But there's a lot of emotional power within be, putting yourself in those positions and then realizing you can thrive yep. within those positions. As long as you control them, you know, I, I, unlike that other dude exactly. who was out of his emotions were getting the best of him there. But internally, he looked like, like a dick. Was I angry? No, I wasn't. Was I anxious? Like, yeah, I was anxious because I was like, Man, what the fuck's like this guy doing? Mm-hmm. And like, this is this isn't that. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't one of those nice, this isn't one of those places. And I am not one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, just. You know, let it die. He was right? hope, he was hoping that he would get you aroused in some way, anger exactly. or whatever it may be. So if I get aroused from that, which is an emotion, it's a strong emotion, uh-huh. and it's a very positive or a very negative one. If I get aroused from that, and I'm like, hey, uh, I say if I say one word directly to him, he wins. Yeah, and, well, and that's that, exactly if you, if you want. You know, if you react or retaliate in a negative yeah. way. You might get kicked out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because if I ran into him with the force, he ran into me, he's literally going to be on the ground. Yeah. And it's like, dude, he hit me. He hit me a little hard once. And then he wins. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But you know what I started doing? I just started, every time he ran into me, I just like moved down the bar a little bit more. Yeah. Like move a couple inches away. And then it's like, he's up in me again. And that's how everyone started noticing like what the fuck is going on. I would have been like, are you going to chase me all the way down? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Are you here to chase me or chase her? Which one? (laughs) Like, what are you about here? Whose attention are you trying to get? So this podcast was kind of triggered by something I saw on Instagram that was talking about how leaders shouldn't have emotions or, um, you know, shutting your emotions off and and emotions make you weak. Mm -hmm. And those are all very, very poor takes. So honestly, I, I think it's very, it's very sad to like have that line of belief. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to want that really bad. Like I remember in college when I like started stepping into leadership positions, I was like, no, operate without, there are no emotions here. There's, this isn't a place where you can have emotional conflict and emotions exist outside these walls and you know, things like that. It was, so it was so tough. And I was mm-hmm. like general commander, sir, like that shit doesn't work. Right. And it doesn't work because it's not real. Because emotions are something that's happening in our day-to-day life in real time. I mean, just think about what, you know, you've experienced today. Um, I woke up and I was tired. Emotionally, I was tired from the last two days of work, um, you know, since Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, hard days, Mm -hmm. hard training sessions, a lot on my plate, shifting a company into a new direction that's, you know, a company not related to uh, my TM or anything like that. A very emotionally tired, right? I got excited because I was like, oh shit, like Brandon and Thor are going to come over and do a podcast. Mm-hmm. I got anxious because I ran out of chicken and bananas and so I had to go to the store. Um, I got happy when I was at the store and someone gave me a really kind compliment. Oh yeah. I felt unsettled when I saw, um, I'm not sure like how old she was. I think she like looked older than she actually was. A woman at the store is like struggling. 
just like struggling. Like, like physically or just ev- life. Okay. It's all very hard. Right. Um, she looked, I mean, she looked like she was in her eighties, but no way was she actually in her eighties. Mm-hmm. It just, it, things weren't good. Right. Um, I felt anxious again when I looked at the time and I'm stuck in this traffic on university, like, Oh fuck. And I checked your location here at my house. I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, like I'm on the way back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I felt happy when I walked in and yeah. like, you're here, Thor's here. I'm excited to talk to the so people many about emotions. this conversation. And it's, you know, 10 o'clock, yep. right? So like there's emotions that consistently happen and all throughout the day. And the way that you weather these emotions, you can't get too high. It, it can't be a pendulum. Or I, it is a pendulum, but it can't be a drastic pendulum mm-hmm. where like the ball's so far in one way or another, right? Teeter-totter. It, yeah. Way down, way yeah, up. Yeah, or way up. Yeah. We, I, 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 I believe like everything in life. I believe like your religious influence, your political influence, your financial influence, it should all be within a, a reasonable realm. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be anything that's so extreme that you lose your life to it, mm-hmm. right? That It's just my belief. That's no, not, I, if you, you know... If you're listening to this, believe something different, that's okay. I think that, I mean, it, it's hard to construct any day without any emotion. What do you, I can't go, no. you know, 10 minutes without feeling something. Well, you have emotions in your sleep when you're dreaming. Yeah. And, you know, one side of your brain is, like, making the dream, and the other side of your brain's reacting to the dream. You literally have emotions in your mm-hmm. dream. Like, how many times have you woken up scared from a dream? All the time. You were scared in your sleep. There, oh, yeah. Emotions never When you're asleep, stop. that's your reality. Yeah. I could get a text right now from a client saying they don't want to train with me anymore. That gives me an emotion. Mm-hmm. I could get a sign up right now. That gives me an emotion. Absolutely. You know, every time you win a show, every time you lose a show, there's so many emotions that happen. But if you look back throughout world history, which, you know, world history is so tainted. I'm not even sure what's real anymore. More applicable sports history. The leaders who had the greatest influence, whether it be for better or for worse, had a wide array of emotions. I don't think any of us disagree that Nick Saban's, you know, you're the best coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, he, he and Bill Belichick are the best sports coach. And Bill Belichick's actually a fascinating thing to bring up here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't think any of us disagree that John Calipari and Coach Krzyzewski are, like, the the best basketball coaches. Right. Um, you know, other Coach Wooden, of course. I know nothing about Coach Wooden. He was so long ago. All right, so we have these four people who are at the top. They're at the pinnacle. They're the best at what they do. But Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, football's harder than basketball, period. There's no other way to put it. You ever seen Nick Saban coach a game? Yep. <laughs> that guy's team's up games. 50 fucking points. And he, if one person misses one thing, he is reaming. It, he's fired up. He's pissed. He's reaming. Yeah, 100%. Like, I saw Ryan Day after Ohio State lost to Michigan last year fire five coaches. Reaming. Mm-hmm. I see Bill Belichick after he wins a Super Bowl have this smile that's just joyous mm-hmm. that comes to his face. And people want to talk about how Bill Belichick doesn't have emotion. No, Bill Belichick doesn't need to show you the fucking emotion. Watch Tom Brady's um, ESPN special. He has a ton of emotion. Yeah. The emotion that he doesn't want to feel is disappointment. Yeah, yeah and exactly. That's what he's trying not to feel. He's so trying, he there's an expect, himself. There's an expectation that, yeah. that's set. And if you don't reach that expectation... A different emotion is going to be felt. Exactly. That nobody wants that. Nobody on that team. Nobody that Bill Belichick is around. Yeah. Wants to feel. This is the expectation. This is what we're going to do. And, yeah. and if we don't achieve it throughout this whole entire journey, it's disappointment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even so, I'm going to take it a step further. If we 
Bill Belichick has this. If if you're someone who has this extreme success, this is your standard, right? Yep. The reality of the NFL, where he coaches, is you're going to lose a few games. You're guaranteed two losses when the season starts. Mm-hmm. And you know if you're if you got a quarterback like he had most of his career, you're guaranteed ten wins. You're guaranteed two losses right out of the fucking gate. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens in between there, you could even say three losses. Whatever I mean, happens in between there, it's kind of up to you know your team mm-hmm. and and your ability to steer the ship, right? Mm-hmm. So Bill Belichick doesn't lose a game in the regular season and get all fucking angry and fired. Ah, ah rah rah rah. He's, all right, like this is part of the journey. And the reality is there were good things that happened in the football game. There were bad things that happened in the football game. Right now we're trying to figure out how to make sure that there's no – there's a, the most amount of good things, least amount of bad things that happen when it matters, Absolutely. which is in the playoffs. Absolutely. Right? He's not emotionless. He's feeling the emotions. He's just controlling them. But he's under extreme control of them. That's the difference. And this is a very healthy place to be as a leader mm-hmm. because you see some other guys, and um, there's someone that comes to my mind who's a terrible example of this because he does win a lot. But, you know, you've seen Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State's head mm-hmm. football coach, a phenomenal football coach. Mm-hmm. The guy's clearly a genius of the game of football. Right. But there's been times he has lost his shit. You, Jim Harbaugh, Coach Michigan, there has been times that this guy's broke his headset on the sideline, but never at his team, so he's at the officials. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, like in bodybuilding, that's like blaming the judges right. for something that happened. Although I don't agree at all with the Arnold Open bodybuilding placings, I'm still not going to sit here and like be like, oh, you know, you guys need to do a better job because every other division was perfectly called. Yeah. So clearly something because in Because the outcome that you wanted or you yeah, thought didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's not the judge's fault. Mm-hmm. It's it's whatever. Just You just need to be better. You know, right? you know what um, professional player I think of when I think of the most emotion? Who? Do you know? Do you know I'll give you a hint. Basketball. Oh. So I, much I, emotion. He he won't. He probably won't win ever a championship because he's so he's so he has no control over his emotion. Who? Russell Westbrook. Oh man, he's an emotional guy. He. I mean, like he's, he's an emotional. He, nobody guy. has more passion than that dude. Like he yeah. loves the sport. Yeah. But he. I mean, dude. He's not. He doesn't have. Much, he has but no that's, control it, over it. You know, it's kind of we're talking about the emotional power. He's emotionally powerless. Yeah. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it, his emotions run him. And oh, they get know, the best of him every fucking yeah. year. Dude. But you know what's interesting to me is when, and you know, commonly when I see, it's always men on social media who are like just completely out of control of their emotions. The people I see who are like trying to be all sergeant general and stuff usually have the least amount of emotional control, mm-hmm. and that's why they believe that you need to be emotionless because they've convinced themselves that, well, if I just ignore it, it's not there. And then you can believe you're emotionless. It's not how it works. You're not emotionless. The reality is you can ignore it, but it's a massive reflection in your work. It's a massive reflection in your passions and your crafts and your relationships with others. It's a massive reflection on these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I think that instance is going to hold true more often than not when you see people talk about, um, oh, you know, like shut them off, like shut them off. Like, okay. And prep, shut off your emotions to hunger. Shut off your emotional attachment to your next refeed, to your next sheet meal. Shut off your emotional attachment to pain. 
but don't shut off like your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like your, your, your emotions make you human. And being human is a very powerful thing. And it's also, it's a fascinating thing. Right. Like, the fact that we get to roam this earth and it's our little playground. Mm-hmm. And we get to do whatever the fuck we want with it. Emotions simply mean you care. I, mean, I, th- I think emotions mean that you believe in what you're saying. I think you believe in the people that are around you that are following this agenda. I, I don't, you can't have passion. Passion is an emotion. Right. You can't have passion for something. You believe you, in what you're doing. You just, dude, yeah. yeah you simply believe in what you are doing. Allow that, those emotions to overwhelm you, to overtake you. Allow your work to exude the emotions you have. I don't go into the gym every day and push to the place that I do within my training because, um, like I'm you not don't care. I'm, I'm, I don't care. Yeah, it's for a reason. It's 100%. because I have an emotional commitment to to winning and and a standard to myself. Like we talked about with Belichick, a standard to myself that hey, I need to live up to this every single. That's emotion. Yeah, I don't want to feel the the emotion of losing. No, I don't want to feel that. And like I, that that scares me. That another oh, emotion. Absolutely, that emotion drives yeah. you in the in the gyms. Yeah, the, the thought of losing. Absolutely, you know, fear of losing like that. That emotion alone, like, pfft, more powerful than fucking... It should drive anybody. I believe leadership is an emotion which within itself mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's an emotion that, for me, overwhelms my life because it's been my life for so long. It's almost like I've lost myself inside of a leadership position to where it's really difficult to turn off. Right. Um, I was at dinner with a friend the other night, and I was, you know, chatting about this. Um, it's, it's... My entire life is this. And so there's like the character that was built from the success of just bodybuilding shows, mm-hmm. right? And that character has kind of overwhelmed my entire life. It's everywhere. The le- leadership doesn't like turn off. Absolutely. And so everything I do, like I make posts to social media at, or to my story. And I'm like, man, should I post this? Because like this yep. isn't about bodybuilding or it's not about getting better. Like the one I posted the other day, that's like, hey, just don't drive for two weeks and we'll flatten the curve. Yeah. Oh, I sat there and contemplated that for dude ten minutes. I sent it. I sent it to Megan. I was like, "Hey, can I post this on my story?" She's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, dude." Yeah. Uh huh. But like, I there's this dissonance you, now that uh, I almost have. You you had a, a fear of judgment from I did. your followers, yeah. who follow you for a certain like I guess reason. Yeah, or, they or follow niche. me for bodybuilding, and I you, think yeah, and you feared that you putting that out there yeah. would. Um, throw them off or kind of be yeah. like, yo, what, what's, what's up with Dude, Justin? E- even the picture you and I posted the other day, I was like, I was like, man, like it would be dope. Cause it's like, Hey dude, like I was looking good. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I was like, I'm gonna post a fucking pic. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, me and B never really posted pic together on IG. Mm-hmm. Like we both look fucking fly, but like, that's not what people follow me for. Right. So I had to convince myself, like it was an uncomfortable practice. Yep. So, so when I went to the wedding, I was like, Hey, Hey, when you post a pic, because mm-hmm. I made up my mind that I'm doing this yep. because I shouldn't feel like this, you know, this extreme. Yeah. Like you can't turn that emotion off. Right. Right. Um, but I, you know, I, I think in a, in a positive or a negative way, emotions can be conducted and construed. Right. So, all right. So if you're driving in a car, let's say from here, we're going to leave, we're going to go to the gym, driving in your car and you see a puppy caught in the bushes. And it can't get out of the bushes and no one's around it. You're not the owner. But if you're just emotionless, like some people claim to be, or, you know, you turn them off, you're, you're not going to feel anything. You're just going to keep driving. Right. And you know who the only people who are emotionless are? 
schizophrenics and psychopaths. Fun psychology fact. You almost it was well. There's also, I mean, the closest thing to emotionless has got to be, uh, you know, a Navy SEAL trained like people that are trained yeah. to like shut that shit off. No, but that's the thing. They're trained to ignore it. Yeah, and shut it off. Uh-huh. But they still have. They them. still have it. Exactly. That's what I say. The closest yeah. thing to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, like you said. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it truly exists. Yeah. Um, besides, I, in people that need yeah. help, like serial killers. And yeah. Shit, exactly. You clearly have no empathy. Right. Um, right. But other than that, dude, like you have to be trained and like taught how to turn that shit off. Oh yeah, and and Navy SEALs go through so much of that, and mm-hmm. like uh, football programs go through so much. Exactly. Of that. So. You're driving, you see a puppy caught in the bushes. Like, you and I would both stop the car, get out, and help. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the fuck I'd do with the puppy, but I'm not going to let it, like, hurt itself, mm-hmm. right? And puppy, it's it's helpless. Right. It, it, can't, it can't do anything. So we're going to stop. We're going to help it. There, that, that, there's emotional strength in that. Emotions can lead to creativity. They can lead to positive actions. Um, but like we said, you know, negative emotions can lead to d- disaster and destroy. The, the reality is every single day you're going to have a multitude of negative emotions. I believe we are all in complete control. And I believe through breathing work, mostly what, you know, I learned from Grant and Celeste was the breathing work. Allow yourself to slow time down. You know, when you get anxious and ramped up and like, it feels like everything's happening so fast. Like you're literally stuck in fast forward. Breathe. How deep of breaths can you take? Yep. And take so much time to take one breath. Inhale as long as you possibly can. Exhale as long as you possibly can. And every single time you inhale, exhale, you just, you inhale positivity, you exhale negativity. And you really think about that. Yeah, you guys say you give yourself time to think. Yeah. About like what's actually happening. But you're also from a physiological component, you're also, um, you know, when you feel like you're in fast forward, you're going to be in a very sympathetically driven state. When you calm yourself down through your breathing, you're inducing a parasympathetic state. And within this parasympathetic state, you're going to rest. You're going to allow your mind to calm and you're going to be able to cognitively think at a much more effective output yep. than you were when you were just in a sympathetic state and the following decisions probably going to be a lot more positive yes than if you hadn't slowed down and taken those deep breaths and allowed your body to yeah you know kind of compose itself i i and and how many times have you said something that it's like shit i don't actually mean that a hundred oh you yeah said it but so, you said it yep. we can prevent that from mm-hmm. happening you know i'm someone who i'm terrible at that i've said so many things you can't take back a single word you ever say mm-hmm. an apology actions nothing takes that shit back because those words fester inside of people's minds and we hurt the people that we love the most we hurt them the most with the words that we say when when we're out of control of our emotions the most it sucks like it's not fun but like that's emotional irresponsibility Mm -hmm. it's emotional weakness and that's not operating from a place of love you're operating from a place of that's a key that's the key not to be emotionless but to like Um, the emotional control and showing yep. emotional weakness is, yeah, you know, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to avoid. That's, I, I, I believe that unlocking true powers of humans being in control of your emotions. hundred percent, hundred percent. The more control you have over yourself, the more mm-hmm. control you have over your life. And it kind of just trickles into everything else. Like, but also and you and <coughs> I, you and I excel at this because mm-hmm. as men, we're far more in tune with our emotions. And it's really saying a lot about us because a year ago, neither of us were. We're far more in tune with our emotions than, you know, both, most men. I, I can't think of many men who are above, you know, where we're at. And I'm proud of us for that. Yeah. But there's a huge power within that as well. 
we can reason, we can calmly work through things. We can, you know, obviously being bodybuilders and, you know, there's things pertain to the bodybuilding life that'll make your emotions fluster a little bit more. We can control that. We can sedate that. We can calm it down. We can talk from a place of love. Um, so as men, it makes us remarkably powerful. Right. Remarkably. Mm -hmm. We can reason with anybody. Just like the guy at the bar the other night, I can reason with him. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll throw a little bit of shade because it's fucking fun, mm -hmm. right? Like, I can reason You're with you. You're not going to stoop down to his level too. No, I can go from him to the female bartender to the girl next to me who I don't know to the security guy working the front and I can reason with every single one of them because I'm just in control because yeah. I'm breathing. I'm allowing my brain to stay calm, stay collected, stay locked in. And also but feel. Also, but also, also feel. Yeah. How many times through athletics have, you know, I've been in this position just last year when, you know, I'm about to get my first Olympia qualification and like, you know, prepping at the NPC level is easy. It's so, it's so easy. And prepping at the IPB level, brutal. And, you know, my emotions were very high after prejudging for the Texas Pro. And I had to be able to simmer these things to a place where, like, it's not a boiling point, but it's also not all the way calm. You need to be really locked in. And you need to be able to help your athlete finish the job. The reality is the athlete follows that leader, right? right. What is that leader doing? Is that leader walk talk you know walking the walk right is that leader doing everything in their power to make sure that the follower which is the athlete yields their best performance and it's a, they're a direct reflection of one another yeah it's a direct reflection of one another mm -hmm. and look at you know the most successful coaches in the world in bodybuilding um all very in control of emotions i mean i think the most successful People in the world in the world yeah. are very in control. Absolutely, of but that's also why when you go to an NFL game, why do fans go crazier than players do? When players are the ones doing it, hundred percent. Players are trained to control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fans can't control shit. Right. Like I mean, the normal normal people, the general population of America, they can't fucking control anything they goddamn do in their life. I mean, there's the, the athletes are still people. Yeah. Right? But, and, yeah, but they know there's a time and a place to exactly. celebrate. Exactly, right? when the, when the job is finished, yeah. when the expectation is reached, that's when, you know, that's when we celebrate. You look at Tom Brady, you know, that season um, with the Patriots where they were down twenty eight to three at halftime. Yeah, yeah, and right? then they came back and they came back and won that game. Yeah, thirty one to twenty eight. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think thirty one twenty eight. Yeah, and they won that football game. In the game. Super Bowl. In this, not even yeah, exactly, not just a football game. Like the the yeah. biggest stage in. Probably all of sports. One team handle their emotions far better than the other. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like obviously the Falcons up huge started to get really excited. They yeah. started to, you know, let off the gas a little bit. Like they could yeah. have easily won that game. They score one touchdown, they win that game. This applies everywhere in life though. How many people have you seen that were your age get so fucking far ahead? And it happens so fast. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you you realize this is a marathon, not a sprint, and you actually pass them up. Oh, dude, that's or, you know. I think Brett Wilkin actually has the best. It's like success in bodybuilding, which is really success to everything in life. It's a compi compilation of daily sprints that result in you know what would look like a marathon yeah. to people. But every single day, it's like set your hair on fire and hit the ground running. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I, I I believe that to be true. And you guys listening to this, there's people you can think of that like they were so far ahead. And now you've surpassed them. Mm -hmm. They got ahead. They got their lead. They rested on their laurels. And they felt real comfortable with it. 
we can't, we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we have to keep pushing. And right. the people who don't have it come easily to them are commonly the ones who actually end up being way better, you know, than the people who it was almost too easy. Like you didn't have to learn it. Right. I don't think you can be an effective leader without emotional strength and an empathetic drive. Now there's a very fine line of empathy that a leader should exhibit, uh, to keep the followers on the straight and narrow track. Like throughout the course of competition, there's, a multitude of places. There's things that are going to happen that go against, you know, what you want or your desired outcome. There's things that's going to happen that are for your desired outcome. The leader's job is to constantly level set his team. The athlete's job is to constantly be open to being level set. You brought up Russell Westbrook. This is a big problem he has. Yes. Uh, I'll bring up like James Harden is a big problem James Harden yep. has they're not able to level set. And it yields their success. And it kills their success. They get to the playoffs, you know, and that's it. That's that's their, you know, that's their threshold that they're unable to push further to get to the finals. Like, James Harden's been there one time. Russell Westbrook, he's been there one time as well, actually with James Harden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. In that season, yeah. Um, One time, but, like, that's where it is. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, winning the championship is, like, it's yeah, they say it's their expectation, but, like, they reality, can. the reality of their expectation is the play, and they've been on plenty of teams who are able to win, and they weren't able. You know, they were the focal point, and they weren't able to actually, you know, put it over the top. Yep. Uh, a- actions oftentimes follow emotions, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating if you think about it. But an effective leader and a communicator can harness emotions into effective actions, and I think this is where Nick Saban thrives and just kicks everyone else's ass. Yep. He takes his players' emotions and he's able to like almost turn water into wine and make these emotions correlate to extremely positive outcomes on the football field and a positive uh, reassurement, excuse me, a positive reassurance within his players and and, and his team. You know, say the DB DB gets burnt, right? Yeah. You know, for a touchdown. And obviously he's very upset, but the way he expresses it, it said, hey, you can guard this guy. Get your get your feet going. Get in front of him. Get your hands on Stick him. Stick to practice. And do what you do. Yeah. What, what instead do of instead of just torching him, like, yeah. what are you doing? XYZ. Yeah. You know, you should have done this, that, or this. Yeah. Reassuring him, hey, you do have the mechanics, the capability, and and the athleticism to shut this down. Yeah. Be, be better. You got this. Let's do it. Absolutely. That's it. And, and and he does it however he's communicating, he does it so much better than anybody yep. else. Last point I had to make is just emotional balance. There's a time and a place for it all. So if we don't have sadness, how do we really know what happiness is? So don't be scared of sadness. Don't run from sadness. Don't neglect it. Don't um, you know, don't stave it off. Uh, allow sadness to be a part of your life. It should be a part of your daily emotions. What's a what's an example that for you that you know makes you happy and sad? Oh, it makes me happy and sad. Oh man, yeah, like. Um, an athlete earning their pro card mm-hmm. is dope. Right. But it's also sad that this initial chase is over. Like it's not because I am able to, so I'll give myself some credit here. I think I'm one of the better communicators within the, the bodybuilding. I'll give you that. I'll with, give you that as a person. I would say, I would say you are, and I'm able to find out what makes every individual tick. And I think that's why my success rate is so high. Of course, no one sees like the, the the clients that don't progress or things that don't you know do well on Instagram, which is a highlight reel. But like my client success rate is astronomical. I think it's because I can find out what makes you tick, and I can make that thing tick 
every single day inside of you, even on days we don't talk. And when I can, for an amateur competitor who's close to a pro, there's so many other people vying for that spot. And I can just make them tick so effectively and, and with so much power that now all of a sudden, you know, we, we put the work in from all facets. Like, this isn't just lifting and hitting the diet. This is the way I make you tick with your posing practice, the way I make you tick with your vacuum practice, the way I make you tick with sleep and wake times, things like that. The way I'm able to make my athletes tick is second to none. And I think that's what makes me such, you know, part of the reason what makes me such a great coach. Yep. So when someone earns their pro card, it's like, yep, mission accomplished, but then that mission's over. And there's this sadness that, like, we're never mm-hmm. going to get that part again. Right. But then there's extreme excitement that now we're at the bottom and we get to work our way back up again. Right. And everything yep. we just did, mm-hmm. we're about to do it again, and now you're going to be an effective pro. Yep. Um, that's so that's something that makes me feel both happy and sad. What about you? Do you have something that makes you feel happy and sad? Oh man. I mean, there's a lot of things that um I think in my life that bring me a ton of excitement and joy, but also at the same time can make me feel very, very sad. Yeah. I mean, for example, like going going to raves. Yeah, Dude. when it's when it's over. Oh man. Real sad. Oh, the next day even yeah, yeah big sad. Um, yeah. all things aside, you know, but even things like, you know, Thor. Like seeing Thor makes me fucking so excited yep. leaving him today so sad. is gonna make me so sad you know i feel that yeah <clears throat> those yep. those little things i think we experience it a lot more than we think yep getting to the gym very excited yep leaving the gym sad sad fuck yeah like tomorrow exactly. you're not gonna come soon enough heading yep. to you know las vegas very yep. excited yeah you know also very sad to get on a plane yeah i don't want to sit on a plane for three hours yeah, exactly so there's like a lot of things that are just like emotions that are like combating each other yep you know allowing them to just you know kind of run their course absolutely is like you said you know throughout the whole podcast very powerful absolutely yeah, yeah i would agree with that so harness these things harness the anxiety so that we can appreciate calm harness the excitement so we can appreciate uncertainty um harness the losses or else you know you, you wouldn't have a win if you didn't know what a loss was emotions are a good thing emotions are are, are the most powerful thing that we have but emotions are what make us human oh, there's yeah. nothing else that makes us human emotions do mm-hmm. and it's it's you know anyone who tells you that you can't have emotions or you know to shut off emotions um, that are just normal day-to-day emotions, don't, 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 don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. They, they have no substance they're staying on when right. saying that. It makes us human, mm-hmm. and it makes us beautiful, and it makes us unique, and it makes us our own individual selves, and it, it, it unites us, it ignites us. Um, emotions are a beautiful thing. I hope this podcast helps some of you out. I hope you guys enjoy. As always, I'll see you next time. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs>